Hello, everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Kyle. Hey, and we are your Red Velvet stands. The biggest Red Velvet stands. We couldn't do a Red Velvet episode without Kyle. And today, we are going to be breaking down Red Velvet's newest EP, RBB, which stands for... Really Bad Boy. So bad. So bad. Really bad, in fact. RBB is the fifth Korean EP from Red Velvet. They are very busy girls. Yeah, that's the third EP they've released this year. This year, 2018. Three EPs. One was Hashtag Cookie Jar, which was was a Japanese EP, right? Yeah. And then um, they had uh, Summer Magic, which slapped. Summer Magic was one of my favorite releases in all of K-pop. And then now we have RBB. And on top of that, they re-released or reissued Perfect Velvet as the Perfect Red Velvet with three new songs. So... If you want to even consider that a fourth EP, essentially. There it's you a go. lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. RBB was released November 30th of 2018, so very new. Less than four months after Summer Magic. I know. Queens of never taking a break. <laughs> Truly. So we are going to break this down track by track. Let's get into it. Let's start. Sure. Okay, so the first song on this EP is RBB. Really bad boy. He's a really bad boy. He's a really bad boy. Oh my god. He's a really bad boy. He's a really, 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 It is the lead single, and it is the one with the music video. And the music video... I have questions as to when they shot the music video, because it is... Halloween themed, horror themed, and this got released at the end of November, so I have questions. Red Velvet said, fuck Christmas. They did. They said Halloween all year. I stand. Like, I do I'm stand. so into this, guys. Like, you have no idea how much I loved it. I loved it. I'm sure there were more horror movie, uh, like, cameos or references that I didn't catch on my first watch. But they, they referenced The Shining at one point in the video, and yeah. I loved that. It was a lot of B-movie stuff. Yeah. Being at the drive-in, there was a werewolf, possibly even some teen wolf. If there was a little basketball, I cannot remember. Yeah, and then the they had, like, the Hollywood Hills and the Hollywood sign in the background, but it said, like, Howlywood. Did you not catch that? No, I caught it. Okay. Yeah, it was really cute. The song itself, because we're, we're going to be focusing on the song, not the music video, but the music video definitely was super cute. I loved it. There's a high note in this song that is so unbelievably high. I don't know if it's a natural high note or a computer-assisted <laughs> high note, but it's someone, like, screaming, like, ah, but it is, like, Mariah Carey high. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Wendy. And like in the music video, yeah, they, they, they sync it with one of them like doing like a, like a fake B movie scream and I love it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's almost at a pitch that only dogs can hear. It is very high. I mean, kudos to you, Wendy, if you can fucking Hell do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is definitely the most upbeat song, I think, on this EP. Yes, I, I agree. Which is why I think it's the lead single. It, it, <laughs> uh, yes, I agree. Although there is, I don't know. I'm kind of flip-flopping on what which song I, I, I like the most, but I think that 
There have been times when they released an EP and the lead single from the EP, I think they could have made better choices. For instance, on Rookie. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Rookie should have been this, the lead single. I think it should have been Happily Ever After. Yeah. That's one of the best songs they've ever released. But in this case, I think they did make a good choice with Really Bad Boy. And it's also, like, a sequel to Bad Boy. Yes. I mean, not really, but it's in the same vein. I mean, that's kind of where they're trying to go with it. That that more, like, mature, sexy vibe, right? I guess. <laughs> I think this song probably had the most interesting composition in terms of music. And yes. in terms of layering their harmonies, the chorus has an insane harmony from, like, all oh, five of them. Yeah, Harmonies, and I'll talk about this in another song later, Harmonies is one of my biggest things that I love about Red Velvet. They do it better than any other group, in my opinion. FX. <laughs> well, they... I miss FX! SM is lavishing all of their money and praise on Red Velvet, not FX, so you get Red Velvet. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but yeah, their harmonies are absolutely insane. These girls know... How to make like a barbershop quartet. And, <laughs> like, they, and they do it. I guess a quintet. They did that. Yeah, quintet. <laughs> they did that, guys. They really did. Let's move on to the second song, Butterflies. <laughs> And this is an up-tempo song, I would say. The beginning sounds really cool. I really like that. And I liked the composition slash production of this song. I think it's one of, uh, again, one of the more interesting songs. I really did like the beat of this song quite a bit. I feel like it's one of the more solid songs on the album. Like, it's middle of the road. They don't do anything, like, crazy. It's not, like, banging every second of the track. But it's a good song. The lyrics are kind of boring. Also, before we get into the lyrics, this is a shout out. Thank you to all the dedicated fans who put up those videos, the lyric videos, where it shows the Hangul, it shows the English, and it shows who is singing. Thank you. Color-coded. Yes, every single person who makes those, God bless you. God bless you. I love you and use those and utilize those so much. You are awesome. Thank you. Queens and kings of premiere. (laughs) So yeah, I I use those to look up the lyrics. So the lyrics on this are fairly basic. It's about being in love. And then I kind of got that um, they themselves are butterflies. Or there's like butterflies around them outside. And also they get butterflies, uh, maybe all three that they are. they're, They're around them and they get them. At some point, I guess. This is like an id, ego, super ego kind of thing. I don't know. I didn't write the song. (laughs) And they're using actually quite a bit of like soft singing voices because you know the girls in Red Velvet can belt it out. They can. They can sing from their diaphragm. They (laughs) literally just did this in the track before. Yeah. But this is more of a, a sweet romantic song. It's very much more relaxed. Yeah, they're, they're really showing how well they can control their their vocal ranges. I really liked it, Um, but honestly, this song sounded like an FX song from Four Walls. Holy shit. 
This song was a fucking epic song. <laughs> I did not think about that. Yeah, that's true. You could take that and put that on four walls and it would not be out of place. Yeah, FX, please come back. <laughs> I think this episode is just going to be me whining about FX. Okay, we're going to change this. <laughs> yeah, but the song definitely reminded me of that. I was listening to it and I was like, hmm, I really like how this sounds. Kind of reminds me of something. What does it remind me of? I'm thinking, and then I was like, four walls. <laughs> and then you cried. And then I cried at my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the third song called So Good. So, for So Good, this is the other song that I thought could have potentially been the lead single. I like this song, like, quite a bit. Out of all the songs on the EP, it's kind of like mid-tempo. Definitely mid-tempo. And it's just a song about being into someone, which a lot, a lot of Red Velvet songs are like that. The lyrics are kind of like how it's like a nice day. Yeah, and it's, (laughs) it's so good. It's so good. It just everything's working out for them. It definitely sounds like a lot of Red Velvet songs. Like, if I just heard that on the radio, I'd, I would be like, that's Red Velvet. Y- yeah. It sounds, it kind of sounds like it could be on any one of their EPs, which I think makes it kind of basic. It is, it is kind of basic. I will agree with that. Yeah, it, it was good. And of course, as Red Velvet does, they had harmonies. Yeah, and I mean, part for the course. The the harmonies were great in the song. I just, I thought it needed something more exciting. It just was too safe. I don't know. It's not exactly that it was a weak song. It just was a not very interesting song. Yes, I agree. Okay, now we gotta... <laughs> we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about this next song. Uh, oh my god. Sassy Me. <laughs> When I was first listening to the album by myself, I was like, because I read the track list beforehand, and I was like, oh, that I wonder what that song is going to be like. I was not prepared. It is very weird, and I don't really know how I feel about that song. I do feel like it is the weakest song on the album. Really? Um, Yes, that being said, well, maybe not the weakest, but it's the song I like the least. That being said, there are some harmonies in that song that are some of my favorite ones that they've ever done, which makes it hard for me to hate on it so much because I'm like, I really, like, some of those harmonies are worth it. And the end of the song is good. Like, really, really good. If they had, if they, if they had composed a song around how it is at the end and the harmonies around the chorus, That would have been a great song, but they use this weird vocal fry for, like, most of it. So let's give an example of a vocal fry. You might recognize vocal fry from the Kardashians. Uh, uh, Alaska, the drag queen. Alaska, Thunderfuck, the drag queen. It kind of sounds like like this. this. Oh, my God. (sighs) And then, like, yeah. Totally. That's hot. In terms of, like, a vocal technique... It is how metal vocalists do growls and screams. So it is like, it's a legitimate, like, 
vocal pattern, I guess, or vocal uh, technique, but it is so weird in yeah. this song. I guess they're trying to make a vibe, and that vibe is like, I'm horny. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, and we will talk about that again next song. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't. I don't know. And then the chorus sounds like it was written by Ned Flanders from oh The my Simpsons. God. Like, it's like, ding-a-ding-a-ding-a-dong-ding-dong. Ding dong. Like, Dingy-dingy-dingy. Yeah, yeah, like, diddly-doo. The lyrics in this song are fucking weird. Like, trying to read the English lyrics for this, I was just like, what the <laughs> fuck are they trying to say? I It, it was weird. I, I guess I agree with you that this is the weirdest slash weakest song on the album. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like at least it took a risk. It was different than it, so good. They did take a risk, and I applaud that, and I appreciate that, but I was seriously, honest to God, waiting for them to come out the gate being like, howdly doodly, neighborino. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were doing vocal fry to, like, try to show, like, I'm a princess, and guess what, bitch? I do what I want, and I don't give a fuck. Vocal fry doesn't really say that to me, but I guess if you're trying to, I don't know, shorthand, perhaps? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they'll do another song like this. I don't think they will. I mean, it was kind of weird. So, the next song uh, is Taste. And it has a really weird intro very weird the opening definitely sounds horny when i was listening to this i immediately sent a message to a group chat with emily and rachel and nick saying have you guys listened to the album yet the beginning of sassy me and taste are kind of horny yeah the the lyrics to taste have a lot of references to food but does that does that mean something else I don't know, man. Like, the way that it came off at the beginning when they're like, there's a lot of different tastes in the world. And I'm like, mm, are you talking about food? <laughs> I don't think you're talking about food. Yeah. This is, though, definitely one of their laid-back R&B songs. It is very The Velvet. It is The Velvet. Red Velvet, just like uh, Really Bad Boy is definitely The, the Red. Man. They're trying to kind of do that in every EP now. They're, they're doing, cause, cause originally they had the red, and then they had the velvet. Two separate albums, one album of bangers, one album of like R&B slow jam ballads, which, hey. No. Kudos to them, that's no. okay. Fuck that, no. <laughs> I don't endorse. And then they were like, maybe we should just meld everything into single albums now, and they did, and hey, that's okay, and that's what they're doing now. In this song, they say the word taste, I swear to God, like 200 fucking times. It's so many times that you start to wonder. It's one of those things where you start to wonder if it's even a word anymore that makes sense. It, it's yeah. lyrically, in terms of like the chorus, it's lazy, in my opinion, and kind of boring. I did think it was kind of boring. I thought that the song sounded better than Sassy Me. Yes, I agree with that. I, 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 I do agree with that. Okay, let's go on to the last song. It is Really Bad Boy! But Again! Part two, but this time in English. Is this possible that their English got worse? I, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, and Nick and I talked about this because 
Bad Boy also got an English version, and the English version of that song was really good. You could understand literally everything they said. In the English version of Really Bad Boy, I could not understand a goddamn thing they were saying. I could tell for the chorus and everything, but the the beginning was definitely hard. Again, shout out to the lyric video people, (laughs) because I was able to figure out what the hell they were saying, even though it wasn't English. Just listening to it the first time, I was like, wait, is this really an English? Like, what are they saying? They were not enunciating as well as they could have been. SM, come on, hire them like a coach to teach them about English diction. Also, the beginning parts are not sung by the one girl who has the best English, Wendy. Wendy. They should have given one of the opening segments to Wendy so we could hear what the fuck they were saying. Not Sulgi and Irene. I love you girls, but Wendy is better at pronouncing English words. Yeah. Also, Sulgi was like, one of the, the lines is, having such a good ass time. I was like, Sulgi. <laughs> I thought it was, <gasps> I mean, like, I thought it was really funny. Pearl clutching. No, I thought it was funny because, like, hey, that that is how Americans talk. It but, is. But I could not understand what the fuck she was saying. <laughs> In this song, you can really tell when Wendy is singing because her English is obviously the best. Her diction is the best. And I feel like, I mean, if you're going to re-record the song, they should have given her more parts. Or at least, I know she's not the lead singer, but she should have gotten more parts. <laughs> That's my opinion on that. And that's that on that. And that's that on that. I agree. Overall, how do you feel about this album, Emily? I wish there was another song. I don't know. Like, I guess it makes sense that they ended on the English version of Really Bad Boy. But, I don't know. I kind of wish there was just a different ending song. It starts with Really Bad Boy and ends with Really Bad Boy. But the starting with Really Bad Boy is really good. And the ending is just like, I can't understand what they're saying. When they did Summer Magic, it started with Power Up, and it's like this like cute, upbeat, poppy, like bubblegum pop. And then it ended with an English version of Bad Boy, which I felt like was a really good like book. It was a good book ending. For this, it was just like, but here's this song that you started with, this time in English. And I don't know, it just felt like kind of boring, I guess. I just don't know where else they would put it. Like, directly after? I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe they should have... Well, I don't know. I'm not a producer. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a producer. (laughs) I don't claim to be. But overall, I thought this was a pretty good album. It's not one of my favorites, but it's better than Rookie. Yes, it is better than Rookie. That being said, Rookie has one of their best songs. Uh, In terms of this album... And this is how I felt since the very first time I listened to it. And I've listened to it probably five or six times now. Uh, it is growing on me, but that being said, I feel like almost all of the choruses are so goddamn boring. Like, they're literally just repeating the same thing. Like, really bad boy is, he's a really, really bad boy. He's a really bad boy. Butterflies is butterflies about 50 times. So good is so good. Uh, sassy me is ding a ding a dang dang whatever, and then taste is taste about a million goddamn times. So yeah, but they didn't write the songs. They, they need to get better songwriters. That's true. That that's fair. But yeah, I did feel like it was kind of boring compared to like as a follow up to Summer Magic. And to be fair, I can't I can't expect them to like 
blow Summer Magic out of the water when that album is so good. But, like, the album is good, but it was definitely, like, a step down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely did like Summer Magic more, but I felt overall this was a pretty good album. Oh, yeah. Love the Halloween theme. I guess it's only one song that's Halloween-themed, though. Anyway, love that. Fuck Christmas. Um, (laughs) What would you rate this album? One being bad. Okay. And ten being really, 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 really bad boy. I would probably put it at maybe a... Six or a seven. So six and a half. I'd put this at a seven. Yeah. Yeah. Every song that I've listened to on this album is growing on me. I like it more every time I listen to it. At first, my initial reaction to Really Bad Boy was like, meh. But I've listened to it a couple times now, and it's really got its hooks in me. Guaranteed, at some point in the next week, I'll just stop what I'm doing and go, he's a really bad boy. He's a really, (laughs) really, really bad boy. He's a really bad boy. Yes, I I agree. I, I feel the same way. Every time I listen to it, I get more and more hooked on it. I mean, I feel like that's true for almost every single Red Velvet song. That's like the magic of Red Velvet. Just the more you listen, the more you like it. Truly, like, we stand. Yeah, we stand. You guys know that Red Velvet is taking their Red Mare tour to America. The tickets are going on sale tomorrow, on Saturday. They're having a stop in Miami at the Fillmore, and we are trying to get tickets, and hopefully we can see you guys there. That would be amazing. If you don't live in Florida, there are four other dates. I think there's like a California date, a Texas date, a New York date, and a Chicago date, I think. So yeah, just look online, the Red Mare Tour, five dates in the U.S., um, and if you guys like Red Velvet, go and show them some support. Show me support. Show them support. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. You can send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, kind of wherever podcasts are. We're going to be there. Just search for Soulmates Podcast. Oh, and check us out on Instagram. It's at Soulmates Podcast. I think I got everything. Oh, YouTube is Soulmates Podcast. Branding. Branding. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Have a great day. Bye.